Hello, welcome to Let Me Talk My Shit. I'm your host, Dr. Kweku Anante. Yes, I am a doctor. I am a doctor of philosophy. This is the show where we get stuff off our chest. If there is something to be said, we say it here. So sit back, relax, and lend us your ears. This is episode 6. Today's topic is a very exciting one. We're talking soccer, football, football. Soccer is one of the most popular sports in the world. Today, we're going to be focusing on the English Premier League. That's the football league or soccer league in England. Every soccer season, all the teams in the English Premier League have two opportunities to sign and sell players. Today, we're going to be discussing the summer transfer window that just passed in the English Premier League. We're going to be focusing on four major clubs. We're going to be focusing on Chelsea Football Club, Arsenal Football Club, Liverpool Football Club, and Manchester City Football Club. These four clubs have made some very interesting signings this summer. So first, let us introduce our guest for today. We have with us returning here, Dan Jorge. How are you doing today, Dan Jorge? I'm doing well. So for our listeners tuning in here, give us a little, a, a, a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I would consider myself a rather educated individual, um, working man, but always like to give my opinions on things, of course. Okay, thank you for joining us today. And then we have here, Mr. Coco, the island boy. How are well, you doing today, Coco? I'm good, I'm good. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Coco. Why, why, why am I calling you the island boy? Uh, I love coconuts. My parents are from the Caribbean. And uh, yeah, I love coconuts. Okay, thank you very much for that. Our guests are going to help me dissect this summer's transfer window in the English Premier League. The English Premier League is one of the richest football leagues around the world. They're also responsible for paying out huge sums of money, transfer fees for players. The English Football League has broken the world record for transfers multiple times. We are going to be discussing the transfers of specifically four football teams in England. We start with Manchester United. Manchester United made four signings this summer, starting with the high-profile signing of the young kid Jaden Sancho from Borussia Dortmund. They also signed experienced keeper Tom Heaton. From Aston Villa. Then they added Rafael Varane, the center back from Real Madrid. Lastly, Manchester had the signing of the summer with the return of their golden boy, Cristiano Ronaldo, CR7. His transfer just snuck in on deadline day. They also had one notable exit, and that is Daniel James, the Welsh international, who completed his transfer to Leeds. The next club we're going to talk about is Arsenal Football Club. They have been very busy this transfer window, especially considering this is the first season that they're not going to have any European football. First, they signed Nuno Tavares from Benfica. Then they bagged Sambi Lokonga from Anderlecht, who's been training under Vincent Company. The big money defensive signing was Ben White, who joined from Brighton. They also completed a deal for Aaron Ramsdale from Sheffield. Martin Odegaard, who was on loan last season with Arsenal, has come back on a 
permanent deal from Real Madrid. And lastly, Arsenal also snuck in a deadline day signing for Tahiro Tamiyasu from Bologna, the center back right back. Some notable exit from Arsenal was Joe Willock finally signing for Newcastle. He scored 8 goals in 8 games last season when he joined them. And William leaves the club by mutual consent. The William Saliba saga continues as Arsenal also loaned him off to Marseille. David Luiz lastly was the one to exit. He ended his contract and left by mutual consent. We move on to the European champions, Chelsea Football Club. They were not quite as busy as Arsenal Football Club, but they made a couple high-profile signings, starting with Romelu Lukaku. They signed this goal-scoring threat from Inter Milan. They also managed to sign Saul from Atletico Madrid. Though it's a loan, it includes an option to buy. Chelsea, however, had a lot of notable exits. Forward Tam Abraham joined AS Roma. Kurt Zuma joined West Ham. Another centre-back. Fikayo Tomori joined AC Milan. Olivia Giroud joined AC Milan too. And lastly, the saga continues for Bakayoko as he has joined AC Milan on a loan. Lastly, we have Liverpool Football Club, your English champions two seasons ago. Liverpool, just as Chelsea, were not as busy in the transfer window. They only made one sign-in, centre-back. Ibrahima Konate from RB Leipzig. But the key exit here was Gini Wanaldum leaving on a free transfer to Paris Saint-Germain. So now that we have heard the transfer dealings of these clubs, we're going to go to our guest and discuss what they think of these dealings. If they believe the clubs did well or they just wasted money. Before we get into that, let me find out though from our guests what teams they support we're gonna start with Dan Jorge before we talk about the transfer window let our listeners know what team do you support or what team do you resonate what team do you follow when it comes to the English Premier League I've been a Chelsea fan since 2002 so you're a Blues fan yes okay Whenever. is there any other team in England you support or you strictly stay with your Blues absolutely not I'm sticking with the European champs Okay, then we go to Mr. Coco. Yeah. What team do you do you support? The one and only true Reds. Which Reds? You talking about Man- uh, Manchester United Reds, Hell. Arsenal Reds? No, Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool Football Club. Yes. The ones who just recently got a championship. Mm-hmm. The Premier League title. Okay. Oh yeah. Don't forget about the Champions League. Okay. Yeah. Is there any other team that you support besides that? Or is it just the, the Liverpool Football Club? Every now and then, Brighton dazzles me. Okay. So for listeners, I would say personally, I am a fan of Arsenal Football Club. And I've been for a while. For me, they're the only team to ever hold the Golden Trophy in England, the Invincible Cup. But I do watch other teams. So we start our conversation here with Liverpool Football Club. And since Mr. Coco is a fan... What do you think about the signings they've made? They've made one signing in Ibrahim Kunate, that defender. So, what do you think about their signings, their progress in the transfer market? Do you think that's enough? I say it's it's team managing. From what Klopp's showing us, you know, he's not really like the type of guy to buy all these stars and you know bring them on a team. He develops the talent, you know, from the academy. 
or he brings in people that he sees, you know, that has potential. And, you know, he, he takes them further. But he only brought in one person. It's yeah. not even about well, the talent. So the amount of people, you okay with the amount of people because the talent makes up yeah, for the hey, number? Mane scored, scored once or twice the first three games. Salah still scoring. We got Virgil back. <laughs> Two clean sheets, I think. Max is back too. Gomez is back. Konate, you know. So you saying that this team did not need another, need more signings? Did not need another person well, in each position? Well, we could have kept Genie. Like him, he showed us he could carry a midfield this past season. Especially for like the second half of the season, he was scoring. He was getting the proper positions to be able to lay off the ball to the runners, you know? I wish we could have kept him, but I don't know if there was, you know, another sign-in, you know, that we could have made to, I guess, I don't know, push us further. I like where we're at right now. Okay. What, what do you think about that, Don Jorge? What do you think about Liverpool's progress in the transfer? Do you agree with Mr. Coco here? I think with a team like Liverpool... Considering the situation that had occurred last year regarding the injuries to so many of their key players, I think the mentality that came in with the transfer window coming into this season was we're just going to run it back from the season where in which we mm. won the champion where we won the Premier League title. And yeah. pretty much last year last year was pretty much invested in this just the Mulligan the signings that they had brought in last summer, along with, you know, one key addition this particular summer because we never really got to see a full-strength Liverpool mm. in, quite honestly, two seasons. And plus, on top of that, considering that they do have, I would say, a dearth of, I can say, decent squad players. I mean, we've yet to see somebody like Minamino. Plus, on top of that, you can, you have people like Diego Jota, who was actually made a huge impact mm. last season. Oh, yeah, Jota scored, too. Highly, hey. highly influential in allowing them to kind of maintain pace to, to uh, lock in top four. I think Liverpool is something to keep an eye on to see if they still have, you know, that willingness to compete in the uh, in this particular season. So, Will they, considering that they have everybody back, including, like, you know, Matt Zip and Virgil van Dijk, of course, that remains to be seen. Okay, so you agree with their transfer progress because you're saying that we've never actually given this team a chance. So there's no need to add anything to it because we've not seen the team at work. We, the verdict on that will be remain to be seen once we get to like mid-season and seeing how well they're okay. able to cope. I think as of right now, I think you can understand the reasoning behind it. So I'm kind okay. of like 50-50 on whether or not this is a good chance for or not for them. Okay. Let's move on then to our next club. We're going to go to London here. Chelsea Football Club. Don Jorge, your club has brought in a number of key people, like Lukaku. There's also Saul, who was signed on deadline day as a surprise. What do you think about your team's transfer window? Considering last season and you know the achievements that Tuchel was able to make, you know six months coming into the job, six months into the season. I mean, you got to give him credit for the, you know, the amount of progress he's able to take. That he had, and honestly, judging based on how they were playing last season, you only saw that the thing that they were lacking was a potent goal-scoring threat. Uh, I mean, as much as you it, like value the things that Verna gives for you in the pace and the yeah. decoy runs and everything, <laughs> he wasn't the clinical finisher that we thought he would be when we had brought him in. So. 
originally, I was not a fan of the Lukaku signing. I was going to be like, you could just throw everything that you can to possibly get Erling Holland, prior Erling Holland away from a Borussia Dortmund. But it seems like we got probably the next best thing as far as value mm-hmm. is concerned. But then again, that remains to be seen because I have my doubts in regards to how well Lukaku can play. But at the same time, as a fan, I hope I'm wrong about that. Okay. Uh, overall, I think we've had a, a fantastic transfer window, getting in somebody who we can rely upon to be that goal-scoring threat. And I think Saul is a great depth signing as well, considering as well, you know, a couple of the players that we have uh, that were on the loans that are, that are coming back. And on top of the deals of the players that we managed to let, let go to fund, like, you know, these sorts of things, we almost, uh, what's it, broke even as far as, like, transfer uh, dealings are concerned. Okay. So, so you, you see this as a positive thing. Even though you're Absolutely. not, you're not confident with <laughs> Lukaku yet, you see it as a positive thing because that's an area that needed strengthening. Again, if you're weighing up between the options between somebody who's like 20 years old with a 10 years ahead of him and a ceiling that who knows where the world will reach because it seems like Holland is only going to get better and Lukaku being the end product, I am always wanting to you know look towards the long term investment and I don't know how many years we're going to be getting out of Lukaku and who's going to be, you know, the, you know, next up from that sort of situation. Plus, on top of that, we all have the memories of Lukaku back at United and seeing if, you know, him coming back to the Premier League is just him trying to feel as though he has unfinished business and England doesn't want to prove himself on a big stage, mm-hmm. or are we going to see more of the same thing back then? I mean, I think his performance against Arsenal, I mean, no offense to you, Doctor, but yeah, mm-hmm. Arsenal were just terrible. So, like, his performance in there was just going, was inevitable. But to see, I need to see a much more consistent output in, like, you know, in a different setting, of course. And we'll see that throughout the season. I think that Lukaku is a, a great signing for you guys. I feel like he's definitely going to hit, you know, that 20 goal per season. My only thing is that y'all just, you know, didn't treat Tammy good. Like, his first full-fledged season for y'all, he hit doubles. And I mean, yeah, you know, he's young, but shit. He's definitely that, that type of striker that you, should, you guys should have nurtured, in my opinion. Let's go to Man City. Mr. Coco, hmm. what do you feel about Man City's dealings? They made that record deal. They were trying to get Harry Kane and they couldn't get him, but they made that record deal for Grealish. First and foremost, they're blowing money like usual. <laughs> <laughs> but um so you think the amount for Grealish is over the top uh nah the English tax is pretty real like some other player like a foreign player of Grealish's quality would have gone for like what 60 mil I mean hey <laughs> the English tax is real is all I'm saying but I feel like they should have you know like try try to do more to get Harry Kane or, you know, like um, what uh, Jorge was saying, you know, like um, um, I get um, um, a Holland uh, on a long-term deal. So he was saying Chelsea should get Holland. You said yeah. Man City should have got Holland. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that, like uh, that, um, that false number nine that Pep is looking and all. But to be honest, I feel like that city is going to be okay. <laughs> Pep's little project, he's just, he's playing fantasy football. What do you have to say to that, Don Jorge? I don't think there's anything that Manchester City could have done to have gotten Harry Kane because we're talking about a hard man as far 
eight-year-old Harry Kane was probably mm-hmm. above what City were willing to pay, considering how much they had already paid for Jack Grealish. So uh, they probably should have made more of an effort in the transfer window to kind of get in a, a solid number nine, considering that Aguero had left the previous year. I mean, to, when you really think about it, the, you know, the players that they have around them aren't just aren't really. There's no literal nine that they play with. Even Gabriel Jesus is a wide player that he plays through the middle every now and again, but he's not a solid number nine in the traditional sense. Personally, I think they probably could have made an effort for somebody like Isak from a Swift. Isak is really good. He's definitely a good player. He had a pretty decent Euro showing and he has like, you know, so I mean like, but at the same time, when you look at somebody and the way he kind of, his style and his coaching and everything, I, he, his style is pretty much and pretty much how he's acting right now with City is this, this weird fantasy world where literally everybody on the on the on the field is pretty much a midfielder at this point. Like Pep Guardiola team Sands last season aren't necessarily known for their defending qualities, uh, and they, like because their best defense is the fact that you won't have to get a chance to attack because we'll take the ball back from you. You know, you know we don't have to defend if we're always attacking. So, okay. so, are they going to be okay? I mean, they managed just to survive fairly well, win the league. Uh, win I don't the think they're going to win the league this year. Wait, let, let's stick to this. So, you think they, they might win the league, Don Jorge? They're still a contender, nevertheless. They should always be looked at as a threat, regardless of whatever dealings happen in the, in, the, uh, in the transfer window. Let's move on from Man City. Let's get to my club, Arsenal. I'll start off. Takahiro! I do agree with our dealings in the transfer market, but I don't believe the problem was the people that we had. It's more so the people doing what they're supposed to do. That's why I question the coach in there where it's like, how much of a hold do you have on this team if these people are not doing what they're supposed to do? Uh-huh. I can understand difficulties, but it's still up to the coach to push it. For example, when had Claudio Ranieri with Leicester and he pushed these squad of people who are not amazing in any way, but they stuck to their guns. Jesus. And we're able to, to win a league. This coach should be able to push these people to win one game. You don't need the best players to do that. But I do agree with what, they, uh, what they've done. I wish they would have made more exits. There would have been more exits. Players, certain players should leave. Like Klasnic, he stayed there for a while. Cedric Suarez, there's no need to have three right backs. Mainly Niles, there's no need to keep him if he doesn't want to be there. But all in all, I think yes. We've, we've kind of pulled a city here where we've spent a lot of money where we didn't need to. We could have just, you know, had the coach change his message or have a different approach. I'm going to just say this. I, I love how y'all bought the Arsenal are a confluence of a bad business dealings in, the, in prior years. And now you're just kind of stuck in a situation where in which you don't know how to necessarily get out. I think the best thing you acquired this this uh, transfer window was the permanent deal for Odegaard. And other Wait. than that, you brought it. What? So you agree with the, the, the Odegaard transfer, but not anything else? The Odegaard transfer, sure. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale, do you really need him? I mean, I, okay. They need a the backup. They say Runar on and Long. Listen, okay. Let's let, let, let me forget. You're bringing in Aaron Ramsdale, but you had Emmy <laughs> Martinez, and you got rid of him. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I will never forgive y'all for letting Martinez go. But Emmy like, wanted to be top sport. The top spot. You signed a long-term. Uh, you signed a was it a three-year deal and a lot of money to, to an aging uh, like Wash William. 
at, <laughs> at that juncture in his career. Like, that made no sense whatsoever. You were giving a ton of money to Obama Yang, and now he's kind of just phoning it in at this point in his career. Like, I, I, it's hard to see the direction where in which you guys want to go. I think the only, like, if you're going to ask me the bright sign to look towards in this Arsenal squad, it's players like Tierney, Saka, Sithro. Build around those three. Okay. What do you say to that, Mr. Coco? What do you think about Arsenal's transfer dealings? Um, I mean, y'all got players, you know, to start and reinforce in the key positions that you need. But I don't know what Arteta's plan is. Like, I, I don't... I don't know. Okay. Uh, maybe it's just from what I saw against, like, Brentford. But I... I don't see you guys making your, like any sort of football this year. Like not even like the conference league. We're going to go on to the last team here. And I'm going to start. Manchester United. Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo. CR7. Back in the Premier League. Dare I say he'll be top scorer. So. No. <laughs> I think this is very exciting for Man U. Not just because of Ronaldo. Because they signed a World Cup winner in Rafael Varane. And they also signed Jaden Sancho. Uh, I just wanted to say to everybody that I think we should spare a thought for a young player by the name of Danny Van Der Beek, who's <laughs> over there at Manchester United. <laughs> I think every now and again I get I forget that he's even a player there because I feel for my guy. Nah. Like at all, he's just way that I asked why two years ago was bomb. And on top, that also spare a thought for players like Juan Mata, who I. Uh, no, no, no. They're, they're still holding on to assets that they're not going to use at all, and it just like that's their thing. Uh, I think without a doubt, they made improvements in the transfer window. Uh, the whole Ronaldo thing at the end of it all might be. Uh, I think it's more of an a crowd appeasement thing rather than any sort of substantive thing that's going to push the needle towards them being. A championship team with, with the addition of Ronaldo. I don't think they're better than City. All of a sudden, um, like not even maybe not even better than Liverpool. To be quite honest, um, and on top of that, I still don't have faith in this manager. To be honest, <laughs> why did they extend him to four? Why did they extend him four years and they didn't need? Is the Ferguson they, connection? They, possibly, or there's probably people in like you know higher places that are constantly uh, trying to influence the club to kind of like go along with this manager. But in reality, I think you're probably going to get better out of this. Team with a better manager. You don't agree with the manager despite the transfer dealings. Do you agree with the transfer dealings? Oh, the, the transfer dealings were, were fantastic. Jaden Sancho is definitely there. They probably need to move along somebody like Martial because I don't see him making any sort of inroads at this point anymore. He's too inconsistent anyway. Mm -hmm. Rafael Moran is definitely a necessity. A big upgrade from Lindelof. Uh, they probably do still need uh, a center defensive midfielder. Uh, Pogba on his day can be world class, but some days he can phone it in. Uh, I think they have a solid team. Like, at their best, they can be a really good team. It's a matter of, you know, at the end of the day, manager. I think wh whatever the manager decides for them to do tactically is usually going to end up being their downfall. Mr. Coco, hmm. what do you think about Menu's transfer dealings? Do you agree with Don Jorge here? Yeah, uh, Manchester United had a great transfer window. You know, they... Um um, that right wing, I mean, Daniel James, he's, he's good, but, like... <laughs> he's a fast boy. 
<laughs> yes. Really you know, just like Adama, man, you know, quick, you know, a little skillful, <laughs> but that finisher, that's not going to win you, like, trophies or, or, or take you for but but yes they strand the uh, the right wing you know by bringing in sancho um uh, definitely they strand the center back position by bringing Varane. um i think that you know that they're in a good position to definitely challenge for top two you know i'm not gonna say that they're gonna win the premier league but I, I'm, I'm not gonna you know like like not say that you know that 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 I don't see them, you know, like competing for that either. Um, uh, with Ali, I mean, hey, uh, like I said, is that Ferguson connection? You know, maybe Ferguson is, you know, taking on the, um, um, uh, 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 taking him on the side and kind of showing him, like, you know, the old playbooks, you know, like, um, but yeah. Uh, I definitely see them being contention, you know, for a top two, you know. Um, Dumb and Chelsea. Quick note, who do you guys think is going to win the Premier League this season? What are your predictions? We've about we've had three games into the season. What are your predictions about who's going to win the Premier League? I believe Thomas Tuchel with his first full season and Romelu Lukaku are going to get the Premier League this year. Arsenal are in rebuilding mode and in no mode to challenge for the league but the only other team is our London brothers they have a squad that has only been upgraded the same squad that won the Champions League has been upgraded by having Lukaku so what are your predictions uh, I would probably agree concur with you and say uh, Chelsea you know bias aside like considering what he was able to do in the short span that we were to see him in the Premier League last season and to, you know, build off that, the only direction is up. I mean, it's a, we don't need to bring in the stats of, like, you know, how few goals they conceded uh, with Tuchel in, in comparison to how many goals were conceded when Lampard was coached. Much as I love Frankie yeah. as a legendary uh, Chelsea player, like, as a manager, you saw decent sparks of the direction where he wanted to take them, but there were just certain instances that just showed his naivete. And then when you compare that to somebody like Tuchel, who is just like, you got to be blown away with the amount he's been able to achieve in such a short period of time. So yeah. I have I have all the faith in the world that like, you know, he'll be able to take, I mean, considering like if you saw that performance against Liverpool when they were down to 10 men, to grind out a point, when all instances pointed to the fact we, we were supposed to lose that game, is it's, it's absolutely remarkable. Liverpool's gonna get it. I think that you know, Klopp is gonna work his magic. Everybody's back in full fitness, you know. Um, especially for like you know the guys that we got in backup, like uh, what's his name, um, Konstantinos. Uh, he's Greek. Uh, uh, we got him from Olympiacos last year, but um, but yeah, like uh, the first two games that he played, you know, like um, not as strong defensively as uh, as as Robertson, but the movement's definitely there, you know. He he listens to the team, he drops back, so he's he's definitely like a good bench option that we have. Gomez is back, so hey, you know he can interchange with Matip and. 
you know, like um, uh, the 2018-19 season, like uh, the first 12 games when it was uh, 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 Virgil and Gomez, they had like 10 clean sheets, you know? And Salah is still scoring. Mine is back in form. Jota, he's definitely kept up the form too. And uh, hey, Henderson's back. So hey, okay. I, I, I think Klopp's gonna he's, gonna, he's gonna give us a second one. There you have it, folks. Our guests have spoken. Thank you to our guest, Don Jorge, and Mr. Coco, the island boy. Don Jorge here is a Chelsea fan and had some very strong opinions about the transfer dealings. He also believes that Chelsea is going to win the league. Mr. Coco is a Liverpool fan. He believes Liverpool will win the league. He was actually very content with Liverpool's transfer dealings and was less critical of others. What do you think, folks? What team do you support? And what do you think about your team's transfer dealings? Comment on our Instagram page at LMTMS8. Like and share to find out what your friends think. And if you just want to talk your sh type hashtag speak your truth in the comment section and we'll respond to you. Ooh.